Park Podcast. I'm Ranger Alex. I'm Ranger Bonnie. And I'm Ranger Chris. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, things have been pretty weird in the park lately. Uh, there's still some fat cats in their big fat suits trying to buy the park and sell it off for private purposes. Uh, and, of course, we had our guest last week who was uh, clearly a murderer. Uh, not the first time uh, we've had a murderer on the show or hosting the show, but uh, she, of course, took off was chased by the police out of the park and yeah but uh, you know I, I think uh that's what we've come to expect the unexpected isn't that right no i think we just flat out have come to expect murderers in fact if somebody <laughs> yeah. was not a murderer then i think that would be the shocking moment of this podcast yeah that's true if we had a single guest who was not either a murderer or, or a, a potential murderer yeah or a murdery <laughs> If 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 we had a guest in the on this show who did not have some direct relationship to murder, I think you're right. It would be definitely a, an unusual thing. You know, it keeps it fresh though, because no one can ever come back on the show twice. Mm -hmm. Because again, they have either died immediately afterwards or are on the run. So well, sometimes yeah. during. True, true. <laughs> sometimes just straight up during the podcast, they will pass away whether naturally or by force. Yeah, there's so many podcasts where it's like they have the same guests on all the time, and it's like, why can't you just either get murdered or commit murder and be put away? <laughs> you know, just, yeah, I think that's what where we excel uh, as opposed to other podcasts. And yes, I'm calling out This American Life specifically. Oh. Iron Glass has not committed a single murder to my knowledge. Allegedly. He has allegedly not committed a murder. Boring. And who listens to his podcast? Nobody. And who listens to ours? Tens of people, probably. All Tens the of people. guys and gals out there. Yeah, all the gunk guys, all the whole heads out there. Uh, really uh, appreciate all the support. We appreciate all the messages saying that we're better than Ira Glass and better at, be, our podcast is better than This American Life, the entire run of that show. Uh, we really appreciate all that support. So keep it coming, and it's it really uh, puts a spring in our step when our do it when 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 we're doing our rounds here at the park. And speaking of that, how how, how have you guys been doing lately? I mean, uh, we've all been pretty busy with our with our staff. Uh, you know, I've been cleaning up, uh, clearing some brush from the trails, etc. So you know, pretty standard stuff. How about you guys? Well, as you know, uh, in order to try to scare away some of the big suits trying to buy the park, uh, I have decided to uh, act as a deterrent and just be present and do my job and be around and be seen by the guests. And I got to tell you, I think it's working. It is definitely appalling a lot of yeah yeah you've uh you've honestly been more productive in the last few weeks than at any other point in your tenure here uh and and yeah i mean you've been changing out the uh bulletin board notices um which you didn't do for a long time and that led to a lot of people being uh bitten by snakes and moose 
and bears, et cetera, who, you know, people just were not made aware of that. So you've been doing your job that way. And- well, kind of. Yeah. I've just been flipping signs. So in the bear dangerous areas, I've been putting the snake signs. In the snake oh. dangerous areas, I've been putting the hippo signs. And in the hippo signs, I've been putting Sea Africa. Mm, I like that. Like see Africa, like look up Africa. Yeah, and that's where you'll find hippos. Because <laughs> little gunk hole fact, we do not have hippos. No. Yeah, we, we had an entire bus full of school children who came to the park once expecting to see hippos. Um, and that did have a lot to do with us uh, kind of fudging the truth a little bit. Uh, we said that we were the hippo capital of the National Parks of America. <laughs> Um, I can see just to try and get some people in here, but I've never seen, I've never seen 30 third graders cry, you know, in unison so loudly as when we had to tell them that, no, that's not a hippo. That's just a bear that we shaved and kind of painted to look like a hippo. Uh, they're pretty upset. And they didn't even, they weren't even consoled when we told them that we are indeed the lice capital of all the state parks in America did nothing for them. They were not excited at all. And they didn't appreciate that. I shaved the fucking bear and painted it. I think that is a, a greater feat than what seeing a hippo who just exists by nature. Ugh. And bears are tough to shave. They're very coarse fur. They have really <laughs> tough bellies that get nicked. If you're not careful, tough bellies, soft bellies. Oh, you just got a little soft bellies. That that particular bear has a pretty tough belly now. It's pretty uh, like scarred over. Yeah, it's got scales now. <laughs> I think they're pretty disturbed to see. First of all, bears are a lot. Bears are basically eighty percent fur, and so when you when you when you shave them down, they basically look like a really skinny horse. And to see a bear that looks like that with kind of scarred over like scar tissue that makes it look like they have scales and also the bear was kind of um you could really tell that it was trying to communicate to the kids that it was afraid <laughs> and uh not feeling well and i think the bear like you know the kids were kind of picking up on that kids are very intuitive you know i've noticed mm, that you sure are they really pick up when uh creatures are suffering more than you think they would yeah because they take pleasure in it I don't think all kids. I have a running theory that all children are sadists. Maybe you were a sadist as a child and you're just projecting. So far, my theory is true then. Oh, you got me. One for one. One for one. (laughs) Can't fight that logic. Now, uh, Ranger Chris, you mentioned the big suits uh, that are in the park trying to buy it up. And I should make it clear they are wearing very big suits all the businessmen like that come to the park look yeah yeah they all look like david byrne in uh stop making sense and they're all kind of making similar creative choices i've noticed yeah i don't think the bolo tie works on one of them but yeah i've, I've, I've appreciated the the gumption that I see from them. And it, it makes me optimistic that maybe if they were to succeed in buying the park, that they would have a place for little Ranger Chris. 
you know, with that, I'm sure they've seen how hard you're working, and I'm sure that they appreciate it. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they hired you on after taking over the park. I mean, I shouldn't be fucking there. Like, how much more are we? Are we? Are we pivoting to just accepting the inevitability that they're going to buy up the park, and now we're trying to, to secure our own jobs for after that. I thought we were still trying to get them out of here. Well, yes, that's exactly what we're trying to do, but I'm basically pivoting to the inevitability that all of my plans fail and True. exactly opposite of what I intend to happen happens. So maybe if I plan fair. for the opposite contingency, I confuse the universe. Yeah, you are, you are hedging your bets a little bit, which I think is smart. Um, but yeah, so we, uh, we had the idea uh, last week, I think I didn't, I didn't listen to it, so this might be wrong, but we had the idea to maybe start our own reality show, uh, and that could maybe help solidify the, the park's reputation for being a park and not a series of strip malls, which I believe these David Byrne looking motherfuckers want to make it into. Um, and so we did hire, we actually have some of the, the crew in here right now in the, the back room here in the gift shop. And uh, they're they're taking video of us. It's uh, some university kids uh, from Colorado State, and uh, they, you know, I think I think that if they capture what we want them to capture, and then we sell it to I don't know Nat Geo, A and E History, um, Tree Tree TV. You know, one of these one of these networks, I think we could really uh, do a lot for the park. Yeah, I mean, if you want high quality, you just get uh, college students uh, pro bono. And that is how you make good film. Uh, and uh, OK, and they kind of made a face when you said pro bono because we did say we were going to pay them. Um, we can discuss that later. We were thinking it would basically be like adding money to your meal plan um but we, we can discuss that later you know kind of the first lesson of film school is don't you know drive all the way to a, a a state park with all your equipment and put in a week's worth of work without getting the contract sorted out so you know that's actually invaluable uh, an invaluable lesson and experience and that's really better than than money anyway um so they're kind of they look all kind of upset right now but they're still they're still rolling and uh, yeah, I've been I've been getting really good at the uh, confessionals, you know, the talking heads where I'm I'm kind of, uh, you know, you know, you know, you guys know it's all for the camera, but I've been kind of uh, p pick it on you guys. <laughs> you know, I I'll admit it. You know, I, I did a I did a talking head uh, confessional the other day where I was like, Ranger Bonnie uh, keeps. Uh, collecting pine cones and you know, i don't know Alex, why you don't have to do this confession in this way uh because we actually attained some audio clip uh of your actual confessional so it oh, doesn't have to sound okay. like you're recalling a memory we can just play it like you're actually okay. doing it. and the kid with the and the kid with the boom mic is nodding so oh, it wow. seems like you you did that okay so i guess we could play that now and um, see how that sounds. All right. Uh, this this one, is kind of our first look. The prompt question was, uh, what do you think is unique about Gunk Hole and play? Let's see. What's unique about Gunk Hole? I guess it's probably that I'm the hottest one here. And Ranger Bonnie and Ranger Chris are dead weight. And look, I am here to win. I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to shave bears i know you know if, if if ranger chris wants to do that fine but that's not for me i'm gonna be tits out 
drunk off my ass playing the game the way it's meant to be played, okay? And you can take that to the bank and you can put that in the show and don't cut it and don't edit it. And I want everyone to know that Ranger Bonnie's collecting pine cones and making some sort of shrine and I don't know what it's for and she's fucked up, okay? I'm just going to say it. She's fucked up. Wow, I don't remember saying any of that. Mm. Wait, this does make sense because you have cut circles where your nipples uh, would be shielded by your shirt. So, I mean, that explains the tits out. The very tits out. Yeah, my, my, my nipples are basically pouring out of these holes. And um, yeah. yeah, and, you know, I think it's just sometimes when the camera's on and especially when I'm, it's just me and the camera. And of course, these kids, they know what they're doing. They were they were topping topping off my drink uh, the entire sure. time we were filming. Sure, Rachel, just, Alex. Yeah, I believe you. I believe that you were just a little too drunk and you weren't speaking from the heart, you dirty backstabbing bitch. Whoa, and Ranger and Bonnie's taking that directly to the camera and doing a re- I think this is going to look great in the final edit. And now she's now she's gotten out a pine cone that looks like she's put some googly eyes on. And now she's... Edit this, you motherfuckers. I have to run into the forest really quickly and I'll be right back. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Okay. It was that quick. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think I think the producers uh, and by producers I mean the 19 year olds uh, that are that are doing this for free sort of uh, they're giving each of us a different drug or stimulant like they're giving me uh, apple teenies they're <laughs> they're driving apple teenies in from the nearest Applebee's which is about 80 miles away and uh, giving Ranger Bonnie speed uh, possibly full on meth that's how she ran so fast and how she collected so many pine cones and uh now, Ranger Chris, what have they been giving you? I, I, I've actually, you've been relatively normal lately. Uh, yeah, they've actually been giving me Adderall. So, oh. uh, and not in the recreational way where you either boof some powder or snoop it up with your nose, but the actually prescribed, uh, I am seeing a psychiatrist also and talking wow. about the effects that it has day to day and adjusting uh, my doses based off of that. So, and a human psychiatrist, not a bear. Not a bear, yeah. No, it's apparently it comes with uh, these college students. Uh, <laughs> it travels with them uh, wherever they shoot. And uh, yeah, so that's the thing we got going. Wow, no wonder you, you were so focused on shaving that bear. You know, I think usually you would get maybe a third of the way through the bear and get kind of distracted by something else, something that you could put in your butt to get high. But you just went all the way through. Yeah, I usually do my life in thirds, but uh, now I'm I'm doing it in in uh, three thirds. And that is the, the the title of your proposed memoir. It's uh, Ranger Chris colon a life in thirds. Correct. Uh, yes, something that I actually started writing uh, with the addition of Adderall to my diet. <laughs> to your diet. So they're improving <laughs> your life and your mental health, but yet they're giving me meth? <laughs> I guess it was all about what your baseline is. And there mm. was no drugs that they could have given me that my body wasn't already totally acclimated to. So they tried something different. The only thing that your body could react to is properly prescribed and used medication. They're going to feed you broccoli. Make sure you're getting uh, eight hours of sleep every night. And she's taking this to the camera too. Broccoli is a uh, a killer in the carb department that not a lot of people know. So it's actually kale greens. I've been doing a lot of kale greens and spinach. 
But is that true? Broccoli is high in carbs. Not high in carbs, but it has carbs. You're saying you're telling me that broccoli is the most carb-rich food, and I'm taking this camera. Ranger Chris tried to tell me that broccoli is the most carb-rich food, and he's just trying to make me feel bad for baking a big old loaf of broccoli bread. Okay. <laughs> And he's just trying to make me feel like, oh, that's a carb bomb. That's a carb bomb. Right, hold on. I just can I can I look into the camera really quick? Just step aside, sure. Ranger Alex, for one thing. Ranger Alex keeps talking about broccoli bread, like it's a real thing that we all know about, but it's definitely not. No one has ever had broccoli bread, and no one ever will have it because it sounds. Like- hold on, hold on. Let me move out of the way. Okay. I'm going to take this camera. Broccoli bread is real. I baked a loaf, and 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 I ate it. I ate a slice and it tasted pretty good. I'm still working on the recipe, but I think if I make a few tweaks here and there, uh, I think it'll really be good. Okay. And I'm not drunk. Ranger Ranger Alex, I am concerned about your conduct before we introduce our guests. You are not being yourselves. Wow. Ranger Chris is now the most calm Ranger. This is a real twist of room. Stop saying that while looking into the camera, Ranger Bonnie. Tell it to someone else, you bear shaver. Okay. All right. Let's not let this get out of hand. Uh, Let's take a quick break. I'm going to chug a few apple teenies. Thank you. And uh, this kid just handed me one. I want that. Mm, yummy. Okay, and we're gonna we're gonna have a great a great guest right after the break. And uh, and Ranger Bonnie is just smashing these pine cones to bits with a big hammer, just going ham. I want meth. I want meth. I want meth. Okay. All right. We'll be right back with more Gungle Day Power after this. Welcome back to the Uncle State Park Podcast. We each had a little bit of our um, preferred substance. Um, I had a big old apple teeny with a full apple in it. And uh, Bonnie, you had a little bit of meth. <laughs> yeah, and Ranger Chris, you uh, actually did the SATs while we were on break. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I got a 1600 on the math, wow. uh, which was pretty cool for me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, who knows? Uh, I think there are people who are just offering me college diplomas now in my email. So I'll have to check that out. Wow. Not, e- not even like admission offers, like just skip right to the diploma based on your SAT. I mean, when you get a 1600 in the math, Alex, yeah. uh, doors open up for you. Yeah. You might as well just not even go. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's my philosophy. Yeah. Great. Kind of living your life in thirds. Yes, yes. Now, uh, we, I said we had a great guest, but our guest canceled. So uh, we're going to have to talk to one of the kids here that's working on the reality show. And uh, he's been doing a great job all week. And he's, uh, I guess, sort of the lead producer. And uh, we're going to talk to him about about uh, his work and, and what we've been doing. So uh, let's give a big Gunkle State Park welcome to Preston Oxman. Hello. Hi, Hello, everybody. Preston here. Well, I, I just feel great. It feels great to be on the podcast, to be on, on this side of the production sometimes. You yeah. Know? Now, I know our, our, our show is really popular with college kids. Have you been listening? 
Yes, we have. We've we've uh, a lot of us um in my uh, TV history 102 uh, class. We really uh, latched on to your podcast. We we saw a really interesting dynamic mm. um, start to develop, and, and we really enjoyed the relationships between the three of you and the guests that you bring on. We saw a lot of potential. We thought we should film it. Mm. I'm glad that work does it translate to onto film very well, Preston? Um, and in fact, it is a lot of work on our part. Um, to be perfectly honest, your lives, uh, your brains are very witty, and your mouths uh, uh, communicate a lot of funny ideas, <laughs> and uh, we really love them. But filming your faces and uh mm -hmm. what you guys do uh it it needs it needs to be goosed a little bit mm. it needs a little it needs to be goosed uh and that's to be expected i mean just about any reality show that you see like whether it's pawn stars or hardcore pawn or softcore mm -hmm. pawn or yep. <laughs> or softcore pond softcore pond which is about uh people who uh, uh skip rocks on ponds while na while nude at a you know nudist beach uh, we watched a lot of hardcore pond in my dorm room and uh dorm the whole dorm not just my dorm room but also a lot of my dorm room <laughs> and uh pond baby pond all these shows are are uh, you know that was Chum Lee's spinoff, Pond Baby Pond. Pond Baby Pond, yeah, because Chum Lee, um, I think uh, his, his like daughter went missing or something, and, and like, <laughs> wow, that's very sad. And he made a porn spinoff. No reality show. <laughs> oh, of course, my bad. <laughs> Now, Ranger Bonnie, the myth has your mind. Yeah, stuck that's in something we've noticed is that Ranger Bonnie sees porn and everything ever since she went on the meth. Yes, meth makes me very frisky. <laughs> we uh, we've noticed that. That's something that's also been really translating on film uh, as the production's gotten going. It's really been it's really been nice. Um, uh, have you had any adverse effects while you've been on meth that we should be worried about? No, not really. Um, no follow-ups. Yeah, I mean, pretty much anytime I'm feeling too sexy, I just look at Alex's soupy, sloppy nipples, okay. and I call All right. Okay, that's that's not fair. Okay, because uh, my my nipples are a little bit sloppy, but I wouldn't call them soupy. Okay. Mm. Well, it's mm. you know, ever since the kinky ladies from a couple seasons back uh, were done with you, your nipples have been a little bit of slop and a little bit of soup, Ranger Alex. They're basically a chowder, Ranger Alex. That's true. They did do a thing where basically they set up a scale model of the Twin Towers, and then they stretched out my nipples to reach uh, stretch across from uh, one tower to the other, and they did then they did a man on wire. Uh, across my, my nipple wire, basically, that they had created. And uh, I don't know how this got them off, but it did pretty big. Like, they, they did a pretty big get-off when they were man-on-wiring across my, my outstretched nipples. And, yeah, so, yes, they are pouring out of the holes in my shirt. And, you know, I need to let them breathe, basically. And my hope is that they will kind of snap back into place eventually. But, again, I wouldn't call it soupy. I mean, if anything, it's maybe a gumbo gummy yeah definitely gummy yeah it, 
Now, Preston, let's talk about you. Uh, you're a film student in Colorado State. Um, and what, what kind of got you interested in film and television in the first place? Well, I'm an MTV kid, you know, I, uh, you're 19, I right? On, I'm an MTV teen. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so grew up on all the classic, wonderful reality TV shows that are on MTV, uh, just full of drama and zero character or plot or development, but just just people screaming at each other it's yeah, sort of you, dominated my life you told me off camera that you wrote a term paper that was titled something like why ridiculousness shows the ridiculousness in us all mm-hmm, mm -hmm, exactly i think mtv is a mirror up to ourselves the m could even be considered <laughs> the word mirror that's really interesting that's really mirror tv and and we are again talking about mtv in the present day at the peak of its influence <laughs> um when teens like you just can't stop watching or talking about it yes middle colorado state teens just are eating up mtv it's the only thing me and my middle school and high school friends ever talked about what was the show that inspired you to go this route Skins, <laughs> the, the 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 U.S. adaptation of the the U.K. show Skins. Yes, it was Skins from like eight years ago. Uh, is that when? Yes, I don't know. It, something like that. It was eight years ago. Uh, yes, I just as a virgin at the time. Was, uh, <laughs> well, you were eleven uh, years old. I would hope so. I was a virgin at the time. Um, I can't tell I, if I can't tell if you're trying to convince us that you're no longer a virgin or that you definitely were a virgin when you were 11. I was a virgin at the time. That's okay. This feels worrisome either way. Yeah, this is this has potential to be very upsetting. That's that MTV generation, man. I, we yeah. we live life on the edge. Um, what was I talking about? Skin. 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 <laughs> Um, I just thought the lives of those those teens was so scintillating, and I I just couldn't couldn't wait to 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 live that dramatic life or to see what that life was like, and and to even see what the life was like in others, and to even maybe manipulate them into into following their their deepest darkest impulses to mm. to have a skin a skin life a skin's life hashtag skin's life skin's life. And you were also telling me off camera that, or uh, off camera and off mic, uh, we do have a camera now. Um, you were telling me that um, the way that Bam Margera treats his parents is the way that we should treat our oppressors. Right, exactly. That goes, yeah, exactly. I think um, very early on in my college experience, I saw somebody with a Kill Your Masters shirt on and I uh, immediately was like, oh, par parents are like masters. Okay. And so like Bam, Bam's sort of like, like treating his, his parents like, like, like crap. And that's what, so that shirt's saying we should do that to our, our masters and like our teachers and our, 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 even our presidents. And just a quick side note, how many uh, of the people who are on the Bam show are dead now? Uh, I think about. I think about 30%. 
<laughs> a third. A third. Wow. I think I think if you were to look at our data, I think we would see about thirty, maybe thirty-two percent. That is including the father too, right? Is the father dead? No, thirty-five percent. We'll F nine that document and get that up. Yeah, that was a really tragic episode uh, where um, Bear Margera was playing a prank on his dad. Um, that was called Coinstar Prank, and he tried to force his dad into the Coinstar machine <laughs> so that he could get the cash equivalent of his father. And he got caught in the gears, basically. That uh, that you know the, the change kind of goes through to, wow. to. Yeah, it was a pretty pretty gruesome episode. True, and they only gave him seven dollars for it. Yeah, that was oh, the most tragic part. Was that in a settlement or from the machine? From the machine. Oh, okay, okay. They got nothing from Coinstar. <laughs> I don't know if they would have much of a case. <laughs> I don't know if you can sue. I don't know if you could sue Coinstar for your dad dying after you force him through a coin hole into mm. the machine. Oh. Mm. You wouldn't want to. Coinstar's got amazing lawyers. Mm. They're airtight. Let me tell you. Wow. That's true. Enough. You did uh, you did attempt to sue Coinstar, Ranger Bonnie, isn't that right? I did. I uh, thought for some reason that it, if I put in all my quarters, it would give me all Sacagawea coins back, and it didn't. It gave me dollar bills, and I was extremely disappointed. You, you were thinking that Coinstar, it's called Coinstar, it should give you coins. Yeah. Why don't they, What's the point? Yeah, why don't they call it Cashstar? If all gives you stupid shady cash and not a cool ass Sacagawea coin, it's a miscarriage of justice. And that's what I said in the courtroom, mm-hmm. and I lost big time. You did kind of represent yourself Ted Bundy style. Is that right? I did indeed. Uh, people did say that I was very handsome and very charming during that trial. Uh, but uh, yeah, I did lose. I did snap eventually. If only we could have filmed it all. Uh, you would have got a great shot, Preston. I looked really good. My hair was perfectly coiffed. Oh, oh, such a waste. It's a damn shame. <laughs> now, Preston, I, I do want to mention, you know, I think you guys have been doing a great job, uh, especially considering that you're not getting paid in money, probably. Um, just really working hard. I think uh, something I do want to kind of bring up is like, yes, we want this to be a reality show. We wanted to have some drama, like you said. I mean, you have to goose oh, yeah. it up a little yeah. bit. Even yeah. something as exciting as the pawn industry, they got to goose it up every now and then. Of they got to, you know, kidnap Chumley's daughter, stuff like that, um, exactly. to 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 keep people interested. But you know, does it have? does it always have to be conflict based? Cause I feel like I usually get along pretty well with Ranger Bonnie and Ranger Chris, but ever since you guys got here, we've kind of been at each other, at each other's throats, both figuratively and literally. Right. Right. And I, I that that's by design. I, I've, I've, I've sort of orchestrated that. I think if you look at some of the uh, data that uh, I've gotten compiled with my classmates and crew members on this project, we've sort of taken a look at, um, viewership of reality TV shows when conflict is high or low and viewership when conflict is low is very, very low as well. Mm. It's a direct relationship. So what I've been trying to do here is slip all three of you, uh, 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 uh what is it? A stimulant, uh, a drink or a drug that might, might get your, your impulses, uh, boiling to the front of your mind to try to drive up moments of conflict and, uh, mm. and, uh, you know, get is you clashing. Why... Hmm? 
Is that why moments before you came on, you slipped me a pocket knife under the table with a note that said stab Ranger Bonnie throughout some time in the podcast? Yes, that's exactly why. <laughs> uh, um, I, I, hmm, I, I don't know why you would think I was that was a peacemaking technique. <laughs> Or anything other than trying to instigate. Yeah, I don't know. It seems pretty clear cut the intentions there. <laughs> but but it's, it's it's things exactly like that. You're right, Ranger Chris. It's it's stuff like giving you Alex your apple teenies. I know that drives your blood sugar way through the roof. Yeah, and you really don't like to eat when you have it. So you and you hate eating the broccoli. And we try to keep your carbs low. So we make you. We basically brainwash you to be fearful of broccoli and the carbs. Yeah, I mean, it's really basically you took me out to the Applebee's, the, the nearest one that's 80 miles away, and uh, you had the psychiatrist buy us drinks, and uh, you really got me super drunk, and then you made me eat five quesadilla burgers, and yeah. just the the kind of both ends explosion that happened after that uh, was so traumatic that I just can't eat if, if I even see uh, a martini shaped glass i i just start to like want to throw up so from both sides yeah yeah I, I i mean i was there in the middle of the applebee's just like i was barfing into one one booth and shitting into another booth i was basically i was basically on all fours i kind of was just like so so fucked up that i crawled up onto our table and it's just, I, I probably I must have looked like a I don't know like a, some sort of fountain or you don't have to think of an analogy but you know. but, but again but again I want to say this is by design right this yeah meant to happen we got that all on film we got it all on we tape did? I didn't know that we uh yeah we got it all there I had some of my guys and some of the other boots and tables getting it all oh okay <laughs> see. Now I'm. I was thinking like, why is there a, a giant cardboard cutout of Bobby Flay? And it turned out that was probably just one of the one of your guys. Yeah. Um. And uh, Ranger Bonnie and Ranger Chris, in the in the spirit of trying to instigate some conflict or drama, I would like to play for you uh -oh. right now an audio clip of that evening at the Apple. Oh, no, no, we uh, don't have to do this. No, 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 no. I think, I think, I think this is really good for, for the viewership or the listenership okay, of sure. this podcast. And uh, we get just a little bit of them hearing and then responding to what they think of what happened that evening. So should I, should I go ahead and play it? Yeah. And just yeah. before you do, uh, Preston, when we're listening to this with our eyes closed, really drinking it in. Should we be picturing the sloppy, soupy chowder nipples? Um, of course. Yeah, those were sputtering all over the place. Right, right. Were they also prominent role? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What was that, Bonnie? Were they leaking just a bit? Um, I did not get a good look. I had to shield my eyes at a certain point. Sure. Um, but I would assume so. I, what would they be leaking? Blood? Blood, piss, It is urine. sort of a chowdery oh, yeah. substance. That's that's more accurate than soup, I would say. It's a, it's a, it's a very chowdery substance that's, that okay. seems to, a, a, you know, uh, what's the word? Excrete from my nipples. Mm, a discharge. Dis yeah. Okay. Bye. Well, let's hear, let's hear a little bit of that evening right now. Look, if I were, if I was still in college like you guys, I would be fucking getting so much pussy 
Okay. And it, it's just because I would know what I know now. I would know what I know now. And hold on, I'm going to take a bite. Oh, God. Oh, God. Do I really have to eat five of these things? Hey, you ordered them. Okay, so anyway, I guess so much pussy. But, oh. Because I would know, I know, I look, I I would know how to do it. When I was first in college, I didn't. Oh, I got a crap on the table. A little bit. It was like it was like that that whole evening. For from then on out, it was pretty much that. It 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 kind of went up and down in magnitude for another few hours. Yeah, I don't remember talking about how much pussy I would get if I was back in college today. I think, I, I think we, we all like to talk about that when we're drunk. <laughs> I think if we all went to go back to college, we would all get a lot more pussy than we. Right? Uh, I mean, that's. I think that's true. Who knows? Who knows? Ranger Alex, that is shameful. What Just is shameful. It? And in an Applebee's, God's restaurant. Exactly. <laughs> Judge Just... him. Judge him. Judge him. Oh, I am. Chris, Ranger Chris, are you judging him? You know, Mr. Alex, I am disappointed in your nomenclature for women. Um, I would like nomenclature. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> that Adderall is fucking working. I think that finish. I don't think. I think we. I misplayed this one on the drama data i think i've given ranger chris uh not enough uh of of his cocktail in order to get him uh to really really let loose words like nomenclature are are just just boring (laughs) but you're sort of in a challenging position right because ranger chris is so thoroughly fucked up by years and years of of bad behavior and bad habits Mm. that Really, the only way to go is up, basically. And, you know, that's not necessarily the most dramatic. I mean, it reminds me of when they they made, uh, basically gave Chumley the flowers for Algernon surgery. And he was, for for a few episodes, the smartest man alive. (laughs) And it was a pretty... uh, Is this this an episode from Skins? (laughs) No, no, no. This is Pond, uh, whichever Pond show that Chumley is in. but yeah, he had that that like three episode arc where Chumley was like he was solving like uh, math equations that hadn't been like solved in decades, and he um, brokered a peace deal. Uh, he he Chumley people listening who know that Middle East peace has been achieved that was Chumley. Chumley figured that out. He figured out a perfect solution for Israel and Palestine. Guys, can I confess something? Go ahead. Ray. I have no idea who Chumley is. Uh, can I confess something? As a college student, I have no idea what's going on with Israel and Palestine. <laughs> well, it's peaceful now. They've they figured it out. Chumley oh. got the flowers for Algernon surgery, and he figured out <laughs> the Middle East peace deal that has evaded, uh, you know, evaded us for so long. Um, but of course, the ratings tanked because people don't want to see Chumley 
be smart, they want to see him pawn. They want to see his daughter go missing. <laughs> and they want to see like all this other stuff happen that's more dramatic. So I think you're right, you, you know, uh, Preston, that you, you're just in a tough position with Ranger Chris. He's just, he's actually getting his life together and and um, that's not, doesn't necessarily make for good TV. Yeah, it, it kind of provides for its own little arc in itself, but uh, he doesn't often get to participate in the major finger-in-your-face sort of fights that I think you and Bonnie are more uh, susceptible to. Yeah, we well, probably... Well, because I think if Adderall taught me anything is that diplomacy is usually the uh, the best route taken. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a big-ass answer, Chris. <laughs> that put, like a big-wad's answer? What? A bitch back to nomenclature and there, there's a couple of uh missteps you just took there ranger bonnie oh yeah you're gonna tell them to me huh mm-hmm. i just want to say for you know the the this will they'll be able to see this once the reality show comes out but for the podcast listeners ranger bonnie has crashed hard she is like draped across the table uh sort of like she has she's like lying on her back holding the microphone like she's, you know, corn bag, a bag of hot corn on my feet. There's my face got too hot. My face is burning hot. Yeah. So <laughs> Ranger We're Bonnie, getting- she keeps calling this bag of popped, uh, recently popped popcorn, hot corn, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's just really hot. She's getting hot, like butter and oil all over her face. It's, you can kind of smell it kind of like, it's kind of, cooking her face a little bit and she doesn't seem to feel it at all and uh, i'm actually pretty concerned it's making for great tv it's uh it's literally a hot mess it's it's what we call uh in the business uh a trash gold mine do you need some more meth Butter uh, uh, is a great exfoliant. Let I me think. let me get one of my PAs to get you some meth, Bonnie. Is that all right? Can I get you some more meth? Thank you, Preston. I want more meth. I'm your fucking classmate, bro. Get him some more meth. Come on, get him some more meth. Seems like uh, seems like your your crew. Um, I don't know. They seem to be a little bit resentful of the the uh, authoritative role that you've taken. Um, uh, it's, it's been really strenuous on a lot of my friendships, uh, and a lot of this, these relationships with the crew members. We've, we've got our own little reality show going on behind the scenes sometimes. Yeah. You know, cause I've noticed a second crew of, it seems like high school broadcast class, like <laughs> students who uh, have been pointing their cameras and boom mics on you guys. Uh, uh, yes, that's, uh, started by my little brother. Uh, he started his little um, reality TV show on the behind the scenes of my reality TV show. Oh. Proud of him, but he's been slipping a lot of alcohol and drugs into my food and drinks to try to get me to to really uh, a, a, a snap on on my my crew members and my my friends really. oh yeah that's interesting uh do, do you think your it looks like your little brother wants to get on mic can we can we talk to him a little bit oh uh oh yeah yeah sure, sure, sure. hey guys <laughs> hey uh what's your name my name's brandon 
Hello, Brandon. Hey, Brandon. How much younger than you are you than Preston? I'm 11. Wow, and you're in high school. You're in, you're in high school broadcast class. I'm a, I'm a freshman on the high school broadcast team. Wow, are you some sort of prodigy? Like that—that's really unusual. I feel like. Yeah, I do everything early. I had sex when I was ten. I'm Whoa. not a virgin. Never been one. Whoa. Well, you were for ten years. <laughs> virgin boy virgin boy i don't like this i'm gonna fight you all because that's for that's what drama's all about it's about fights throw hands brandon throw hands i'm not afraid of you bitch oh if i could hit a girl on tv i don't think it would be okay for either of you to hit the other one I am extremely strong. I'm still slightly in my bear phase. That's true. That's true. If I should not hit a child, I would probably That's break his spine point. immediately. Yeah, and I'm 11. <laughs> He's just 11. It wouldn't be fun for either one of us. Okay, well, thank you, Brandon. Uh, that's really interesting. Now, no uh, problem, Pr- Preston. Uh, now that now that you mentioned that your 11 year old brother has been slipping you drugs and booze to get you uh, doing dramatic shit, that actually reminds me that you were not necessarily in great shape at that Applebee's that night either. And uh, I actually I was, sober. Have, I was totally sober at the time. I don't know. I, I think I actually have a clip here uh, that we can play oh, of what God. you were doing at, at Applebee's that night. Oh, God. And here we go. I love my family. You know, I love my parents, but my little brother is a little piece of shit because he had sex so much earlier than I did and just won't stop talking. And that's what I'm saying. If I could go back, I would have sex so much. But I'm I'm telling you I'm in it and not getting it. So I don't I don't know what to do. Here, just have a quesadilla burger. Okay. Oh, dude, 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 you're diarrheaing into my apple teeny, dude. Your nipples are all over my face, man. Happy, happy birthday from all of us to you. Uh, we wish it was our birthday, so we could party too. Yay! Thank you so Thank you so much. <laughs> and, and what I want to say is that it was not your birthday. And that's probably the most fucked up thing that happened all night is that you told yeah. our server who was, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, just a totally sweet uh, person, very professional, uh, you know, doing doing everything right. And you lied. You, were, um, you lied, Preston. Yes, I did lie. Um, I, I found through my data that fake birthdays are the number one thing <laughs> to get people to listen or view your reality tv show. and you are it drunk was- and high right now is that right? i can't i probably my brother probably slipped me some bullshit <laughs> but you're right about that i mean that is how they bounced back from the kind of panned the critically panned uh flowers for algernon storyline uh they faked chumley's birthday Kind of as the surgery was wearing off and it really just created a ripple of drama throughout the pawning community i don't think i've watched this <laughs> yeah you're probably too busy watching golden golden age mtv which is right now yeah i'm watching skins and ridiculous no. you watch room raiders 
What? Power Rangers? Rangers? <laughs> what was that? Room Raiders, the famous MTV show Room Raiders. I you love need- Room Raiders. <laughs> Coupled with the show Next. Yes. Eight o'clock hour. You, oh, you would be forgiven good. for not being able to quite make out what bon- Ranger Bonnie is saying because she is, she did empty out uh, a, a vase that had flowers and water in it. She dumped it onto the, the sound equipment and she just fit her he- entire head inside this vase. And so everything that she's saying now is kind of muffled by the vase. Should I take the vase off? You don't have to. If if that's helping you, it seems like it's maybe calming you down a little bit. It's great. It is calming me down a little bit. It feels nice in here. It feels safe. Like a room that's not being raided. (laughs) (laughs) And now Ranger Bonnie is tempting to fit the rest of her body in this vase. I, I, the, the head was enough of a feat. I don't know. She's trying to crawl all the way into the vase. And you can get the rest of the body. That's how cats work. Oh. Is it? Yeah. If they can fit their shoulders into a space, then they'll be able to fit their entire body. body. Oh, what a fun park fact to fill up this no. podcast. You're welcome. Park fact list. Park facts. Now, now, Preston, uh, what's your plan for this series? Uh, you know, are, are you going to try and pitch it around? Are you going to submit it to festivals? What, what are you going to try to do? Uh, I think I'm definitely going to try to pitch it around. Uh, the dream would be to get it pitched directly to MTV and and get some sort of real world type show in Gunkhole State Park, maybe real world in a cave where everyone's drunk and starving. Mm-hmm. Real cave. Uh, Real Cave. I think that would be a wonderful show to do on MTV. You could, or you could do Skins in Gunkhole State Park. Mm. Um, just a bunch of uh, horny teenagers running through a cave. It's basically all MTV shows in caves. Um, yeah, you could do Real Cave Cave Rules Challenge. That would be that would be fantastic. Uh, cave Caveulousness. My sweet Cave Sixteen. Or, or instead of cribs, you could do caves. Mm. Oh, we didn't come up with that one. Very first. And instead of made, you could do caved. That would be good. Or in my cave. Instead in of Carson, cave. you'd have Carson Cavey. <laughs> no. Now, Preston might not know who Carson Daly is. That's a little before his time. No idea. He, is he the old guy who's on the late night at 1.30 a.m.? He was, yeah. Oh, okay. Johnny Carson. Okay, Johnny Carson Daly. The mayor of Chicago. He's the mayor of Chicago. I think so. Yeah, the, the Chicago, you know, and I used to live there. I used to be an ad man there, working the ad biz. But uh, since I moved, they elected um, basically genetic splice of – Johnny Carson and Carson Daly to to be the mayor, and really it, it just won because you know Richard, you know the whole Daly dynasty. Basically, they exactly. just assumed it was one of them, but no, it was a, a basically an abomination unto God that uh, that was elected the mayor of Chicago, and he's frequently um, wearing the Carmack costume. Oh, corn, corn. Was it Carmax? Carmax is the significant, right? That was the old Johnny Carson bit. So he's dressed up like that as Carmax the significant, and he's also um, kind of saying, "And number one on TRL, it's Limp Biscuit with Nookie." And 
basically that's dictated all of the the the, poli- the the municipal policies in Chicago since he was elected. It's been pretty messed up. <laughs> wow. They should do a real cave in Chicago. Ooh. The, yeah, they could shoot that in Lower Wacker, basically, right? I, that's, a, that's a good place to do it. Ooh, you said Lower Chicago and all the big suits perked up from around the park. And maybe that's where they're interested in taking this thing. Uh-oh. Yeah, one of the big suits is sort of um, do, doing a David Byrne thing. <laughs> I don't know who David Byrne is either. I'll be straight up with you. Yeah, see, we I think... Cave Ranger Bonnie? <laughs> what? What did you say to me? Get him. Oh. Get him. Get him. Are you making references, more references that I don't understand? Oh, and the film crew, Preston is directing the film crew to get right up in Bonnie and Chris's faces. Put the cameras right on. It is not my fault that I am a young, beautiful, extremely ripped, burly bear bird woman, <laughs> and you are an old drug addict. Well, you know what, Ranger Bonnie? It's not my fault that you're so selfish and that everything mm-hmm. that you do with your free time is all Ranger Bonnie. And you don't take any consideration of what's happening in the world around you. Or else you would definitely know who David Byrne is. Hey, Ranger Chris, I, uh, I really uh, wish you had a knife right now. <laughs> oh, well, wouldn't you fucking know it? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. All right. Okay. I think we need to take a break before Ranger Chris stabs Ranger Bonnie to death. I think that would be Thanksgiving. Damn, you coward. Keep everything rolling. Keep everything rolling. No, no, no. Let's let's try and defuse this. Let's try and defuse this. I think that's one murder that we couldn't bounce back from. One of the hosts of the show. I think that would be bad. Okay, so I think you know what, Preston. Preston, I think you're no fun. Well, sorry, Preston, but I just I don't want you know uh, I I'm I'm a I'm as pissed off at Ranger Bonnie as anyone else here. Okay, that doesn't that mean I want to be. Could have been the difference between me and a job after college. Wow, that right there. I mean, look, I don't envy any kid that has to go out into the, this job market, but if you have to provoke a drug addict to stab a woman who has forced herself into a vase to death to get a job, maybe it's not worth it. Look around yourself. This is America. <laughs> this Preston. is what we have to do to get a job after school. And take the knife, Preston. Take the knife and stab Ranger Alex. Get him. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Keep everything rolling. Okay. Really they might keep the camera rolling, but we're going to take a quick break for the podcast. Thank you so much, Preston Oxman, for coming on the show. Okay. Now, back to work. Oof. Keep everything rolling. Okay. We'll be right back after this. And welcome back to the Gun Cold State Park podcast. Uh, it's quite a bit different than what happened last week with our guests. Of course, um, uh, what's her face? The, the Bachelor contestant, whose name I can't remember, uh, drove off and was chased off by police. Whereas this time, Preston is still in the room, standing in the corner. Uh, it's kind of uncomfortable, um, especially kind of knowing what we know now about each other. But, uh, you know, we're going to have to maintain this working relationship to get this uh, reality show off the ground. Um, but yeah. And uh, of course six, we successfully avoided any stabbing. Um, Ranger Chris. Still miming the stabbing action to Ranger Chris. 
But he's doing it more subtly now. Yeah, we did kind of reach uh, an agreement, a compromise, if you will, that uh, Ranger Chris will not actually stab Ranger Bonnie, but he will make menacing stabbing motions toward her. Yes, and I think that was a uh, fair win-win-win situation for all of us. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Bonnie wins by not getting stabbed. You win by still getting the threat and the stabbing, and uh, I win... Um, I don't know, just by being your friends. Oh, that's pretty cute, I guess. There's that's the Ranger Alex that we all have been annoyed by. That's the one we yeah. want. Yeah, honestly, I think I'm I'm running a little low on Apple Teeny, and I, I need a little bit more to really goose up the drama a little bit. No, Ranger Alex, I don't like who you are as a person on those Apple Teenies. I do kind of like Meth Head Bonnie, though. <laughs> Yeah, there's something about when when Bonnie crashes from her meth high, she somehow becomes super chilled out. And I don't know if that usually happens with meth. I think it does. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, we all know exactly what's going on at all times, and we know what we're doing, and we know what we're going to do. And this is a very cohesive season so far. So we're going to do what we usually do at the end of the uh, episode. And... uh, Go around and kind of say what our plans are for the next week. Uh, so, uh, you know, who wants to start? Uh, well, I am sticking to my theme of reality TV and children. And I've decided to do uh, a very gunk hole special edition of The Bachelor, uh, mm-hmm. where the kids all think that they are uh, trying to become friends with this bear. But really, the bear is selecting who he is going to eat. <laughs> I gotta say, I'd say probably a solid third of your plans involve putting children in harm's way around bears. Or wolves. Uh, Wait till you read my memoirs or whatever it is you call it that I'm writing. And it seems like maybe your Adderall is wearing off too because... (laughs) Uh, That is the thing. Uh, Preston did decide that he was going to cut me off. Uh, the psychiatrist has packed up and uh, driven home, so they are no longer on site, uh, and I'm kind of a mess again. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, you you did a little bit of writing after we kind of figured out the we resolved the knife situation, and uh, we decided to take five and and kind of go off on our own a little bit and and. I got to say, it really is much like in Flowers for Algernon when it starts wearing off. Um, that's basically the the effect. <laughs> kind of halfway through a paragraph, uh, you know, you showed me what you had written and it went from a really kind of incisive, like, look into your interpersonal interpersonal relationships and suddenly kind of goes off the rails halfway through the sentence and y- you start talking about, like, you know, which flavor of pixie stick is the best of boof stuff like that and i will tell you it is not sour lime <sighs> can, can your butt kind of pick up on the taste to do or do, do oh do our butts or at least your butt have uh, taste buds just like uh your anus has the most nerve endings so it's actually most pleasurable for uh sexual things it also has uh the most diverse uh palate palate uh, like a pig <laughs> yep <laughs> this is really great great info 
Chris. <laughs> Ranger Bobby, it, it, it kind of, it seemed like she was reacting to something that we were doing, but she's actually looking at a DVD box of uh, Babe. Babe, Pig in the City. I love it. Pig in the City? What? And I, I do want to point out, that is a pig. It's not like a pig. Babe is a pig. Like a, it looks almost like a little pig in a pig. It, it, it is a pig. It is a pig in the city. The likeness that it is, it has to a pig. <laughs> My gracious me. What artistry. <laughs> oh. Uh, so Ranger Bonnie, um, you're still in that vase. Uh, <laughs> once you get out of the vase, what, what are you planning on doing? You know, I'm probably going to vibe in the vase. For a while, the vase has got good vibes. Probably chill in here, listen to some Jack Johnson, and uh, eventually maybe I'll crawl out and I'll make a panini. <laughs> okay, all right. Great. I've never had a dessert panini. Let me paint you a picture, much like the person who painted the cover of Babe painted what almost appears to be a pig. You get two pieces of bread, marshmallows, chocolate chips, strawberries, and you press it on a panini press. And it's a crunchy, sweet sandwich. And right now, Ranger Bonnie is putting her hand in a panini press and pressing it down and does not appear to be reacting at all. Butter is a great exponent. Okay, great. Uh, you know, Ranger, I, I think Ranger Bonnie might be the first person in meth history to to want to listen to Jack Johnson while high on meth. I'm coming down, baby. I'm coming down from the meth, and it's really mellowing me out. They say meth is mellow. <laughs> oh boy. Well, you know what? I I am going to be. Um, you know, when I heard myself on that recording at Applebee's. It really uh, was an eye opener kind of for my behavior. So I'm going to think I'm going to drive 80 miles to that Applebee's and uh, make a few apologies. And, you know, I, I see that Preston's over in the corner shaking his head, trying to discourage me because apologies don't make for good drama. But I really feel bad about what I did, which again was crawling up onto our table, vomiting into one booth while shitting into the other and really ruining basically three groups of people's four really, if you count the employees, which definitely should uh, ruining a lot of people's nights all at once. And I, I really feel bad about that. So, and you know, it might inspire some poetry, which again is something that I, that I do do. Uh, and again, it looks like Preston is uh, again, trying to discourage me from doing that. Poetry is not very good for reality TV. Uh, we all remember the spinoff series, the other spinoff series that um, Chumley did, uh, <laughs> which was called Pawnetry, which is really not a good pun at all. Um, but, uh, you know, it was the uh, spinoff where Chumley was writing poems about um, the various crimes that he's committed and uh, the various things that he has pawned. And it was just really not good. So I understand why Preston is not uh, super jazzed about this. But, uh, you know, I think I need to make a few apologies and write a few poems. And, uh, you know, uh, Preston can try and stop me and it would be very easy for him to do that. He'd just have to give me one apple teeny and then I'm gone again. But, uh, you know, hopefully I can, uh, use a little bit of self-restraint and, uh, resist the apple teeny. That sounds very healthy. 
Ranger Alex, you're totally gonna drink an apple teen and eat your fun. Yeah, I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh yeah. And here's the thing is if I was your age and I'm playing a Preston, I know you're not having go so good luck with uh with the girl. But <laughs> I think you. what I would do, I, I think on, I, honestly, I would get a lot of the pussy. Oh it's, it's true. Boy, how Great. we have backslid. Knowing what I know now about how to do sex, how you uh, have you have to put it inside. Oh boy! <laughs> you know I didn't know that. I have uh, to this point disliked whatever that team's football man is who stole your wife. Brian. <laughs> I forgot his name of the football man, but Mr. Linebacker for the Green Bay Packers. Nope. Right? No, for the Bears. for the North the North England Bears. Uh-huh. The East Western Hats. He seemed like a real trash person, but now that I'm hearing this, maybe it's for the best. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. You might be right. But you know what's right is drinking all night, and that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna drink a bunch of apple teenies, and I'm gonna fight both of you. All right, and we're gonna do that off mic. So for everyone here, come whole stay apart. My name is Ranger Alex. I'm Ranger Bonnie, and I'm Ranger Chris. <laughs> and Ranger Chris very intelligently saying his name. Uh. It looks like he snuck a little bit more. He had a stash of Adderall and he took it right before he said his name and that made him be able to focus enough to say his name correctly and accurately. And I think that's great for you and I'm going to fight you. I'm going to hit you and I'm going to punch you. But we'll do that off mic. So, okay, bye. Bye, bye. Bye. Bravo. Bye.